Film reviews and movie news with Stuart Pink and Mark Searby. Yes, it is. It's film reviews and movie news with me, Stuart Pink, and Mr. Mark Searby. When I asked him how many times he's played tennis, he said, 15, love, which is more than me, darling. Mark Searby, hello. I shouldn't laugh because uh, it entertains you to do this more. This is the problem. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. This is, the, this is what you do. You laugh and then it just encourages me. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. That was a good joke, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. wasn't out of bounds. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yes. Excellent. Excellent. How are you? Yes, I'm well, thank you. I'm very well. Did you bring your white shorts and <laughs> visor? Tight white shorts and a tight white top and a visor and, you know... New balls, please. Um, all that, hang on, hang on. This is going somewhere hang else on. now. This, this is, has gone somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Well, obviously, you know, we, with those sorts of hints, we're going to be talking about a film about tennis. Um, oh yes. Mm, yeah. But we should probably start Indeed. with a film. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. You've seen the trailer for this. I've I've seen this film, so we'll talk about it in a minute. But what do you class this as? Do you class it as a film or a musical? Oh, that's a good question. I I thought film looking at the poster, but haven't seen the trailer. I think it might be a musical. Okay, so let me answer that. Um, the star and also the uh, writer producer of it as well class this as a film with musical numbers in it. So, a fusical. <laughs> <laughs> I I or a milm. Yeah, maybe a milm. I I don't know. So that's what it's classed as. So. <laughs> The film we're talking okay. about is um, Serenow. Now, people are going to go, what? Now, I'll come to that in a moment. So, it's um, uh, too self-conscious to woo Roxanne himself. Wordsmith, Serenow de Bergerac helps young Christian nab her heart through love letters. Oh, it's nothing to do with the ham. No, it's, it's not. No. Now, no. just to address the Serenow thing, um, in this film, it is pronounced Serenow. I know it as Serrano de Bergerac, as in, you know, the uh, Gerard Depardieu film or uh, maybe the hints from the Steve Martin Roxanne or, you know, the the play itself by Edmund Rodstad. Um, It it classes it as Serrano de Bergerac. However, this pronounces it as Serrano. So throughout this entire review, we're going to refer to it as Serrano. And that is how it is. Serrano. Okay. Okay. I'll try to remember. Uh, so this is a big screen adaptation based on the play that had already been performed on stage by Peter Dinklage and Haley Bennett in America. Great acclaim. This was in 2019. Oh. Um, well, so much acclaim, in fact, that it's now a cinematic version. And it is absolutely sensational. It is a true piece of filmmaking that I think not only understands the characters individually and collectively, but also understands the pains of unrequented love, basically. Oh, yes. Yeah. It is, you know, it, it's, it's, one. Yeah, it's a romance drama that I think hits every single emotion and every single feeling about love. I cannot say enough about how it makes you feel like you're falling in love all over again, basically for the first time. It is, Honestly, so phenomenal, this movie. And I know it sounds like I'm going over the top with this, but this film really did get to me. And it's not even my type of film. That's the weird thing. Like, <laughs> you know, I, 
It's not aimed there's no at me. horror. There's no blood. There, well, there's exactly. No this is a thing. Well, there, I mean, there is a bit of blood because they do go to war. So, you know, there is... Well, there are swords. There are swords as well, yes, but it's not that type of film. Yet, I think that's the beauty of of seeing films that ordinarily you probably wouldn't be interested in, is you get surprised. And Sereno just surprised me from start to finish. It had me marvelling at it. I, you know, there are a few changes in this film, okay? So gone is the fact about the nose of Serrano de Bergerac. And in its place, Serrano is about the height. And that is because he is played by Peter Dinklage, he of Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, yes. And, and many other things as well. I must say that uh, for me, Peter Dinklage is one of the best actors for years, I mean, his film, The Station Agent, is amazing, and not many people have seen that. I highly recommend Station Agent's really good movie. This performance here, Peter Dinklage gives, he is whip sharp in it. There is loads of sarcasm in it as well. It's like the first time we meet Sereno, he is berating a comedian on stage for his dreadful jokes. But he does it, you know, in the play. He, <laughs> oh, no, he, he's not one of them, is he? Yes, he is. Yes. See, you're, you're getting flashbacks <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. Now, this is, now, this will interest <laughs> you as well, because obviously I've just said that. Now, in the play, he, he does this scene as a poet. Okay, so it's all of that. But in this film... It feels more like he is rapping the dialogue. Oh, okay. Yeah, really Ooh, interesting. Mod- it's a, modern age. Yeah, it's a style that I don't think should work, but it does. Uh, I think Peter Dinklage's performance here is his best he's ever given. Um, you know, the, wow. and he's given yeah. some really good performances. He's, yeah, he's done some you good know, stuff. Here, his Sereno is he's an extrovert until it becomes until he has to romance Roxanne. Then he becomes an introvert, and you watch him sort of hide into his uh, into his shell. And you know, I was so desperate for him to to finally utter the words that it was him who wrote the letters and not Christian. You know, I sat there in tears. Just go, just tell her, just tell her, tell her how it, you exactly. It's you who is writing <laughs> the letters because Roxanne has fallen in love with Christian, thinking it's Christian who's written the letters, but it's not. It's Sereno writing on behalf of Christian, basically. And I think, you know, the beauty of this film is it will reduce you to tears several times because of how emotional it is. And most of that is coming from the performance of Peter Dinklage. However, I don't want to take anything away from Hayley Bennett's Roxanne either, because that's a performance that really grows on you. Like initially, I was like, okay, well, it's okay. But then slowly, you start to fall under her spell, and you can see why Sereno is in love with Roxanne. Roxanne becomes this goddess almost. It's it's a really good performance. You know, it's the it, I think it's the pitch perfect type of performance to go opposite Peter Dinklage's Sereno. You know, you've got that sort of push pull yeah. acting game between them that like, you know, it, it's simpatico in every way, basically. Um and and going back to obviously what we were saying about this being a film with musical numbers in it, I've got to mention the music as well because it is written and produced by Matthew Beringer and Karen Besser who are part of the national, the band. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. Cool. So if if for anybody who doesn't know who the national are, they're an American band, very, very popular in America, hugely popular, very popular here actually as well. Um, But yeah, they, they've written the music. It's, I, I think it is absolutely sublime. You know, I think the way that they've pitched this music is very tender and very emotional. Then you add in Peter Dinklage's baritone vocal or, 
Haley Bennett's Sopranos vocal. And it for me, it becomes a soundtrack that you can listen to on its own without probably having seen the movie. I think it works so, so well. But then when you've seen the film, it just adds that le- extra level of emotion when you're listening to the soundtrack. I mean, I've, I've had the soundtrack on, nice. on repeat for a long, long time because I've seen this Is film. Is going to rival uh, We Don't Talk About Bruno, do you think, in the charts? <laughs> I don't think it will. I've got Swapping to be Swapping us with musical films. Yeah, I don't think it will. But, you know, there is a case for this being an, an outstanding soundtrack. It really is. Um, nice. You know, I'm, I'm genuinely blown away by this movie. I've seen it three times now. I saw it the first time back in December, cried my eyes out. Second time, saw it again, cried my eyes out again. Third time, <laughs> I didn't cry as much, but still cried, you know. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's... I, it's been a long time since I've seen a film move me this much. Um, I it's, it's it's just an amazing piece of filmmaking. It really is. You know, Joe Wright, who's the director, has such a, a unique touch here. It looks amazing as well. It sounds amazing. It's beautifully directed. It's acted brilliantly as well. Um, I just, you know, I this is a type of film I could never get bored of watching. I really couldn't at all. I'm just blown away by this movie. It's just sensational for me. Look, I know... I know we're only at the end of February. I get that. But for me, this is the high watermark for the rest of the year to beat. Wow. Okay. Yeah. A big film. Haven't cried this much since Bad Boys 3. <laughs> <laughs> for different reasons. Since Fast and the Furious 9. <laughs> Amazing. So this is a couple of weeks after Valentine's Day. Would this not be good to come out, is it? They did do special previews on Valentine's Day. That's when I went to see it a second time. Uh Yes, yes, yes. But remember, if you think back to Valentine's Day, there was a lot of romance films out. Yeah, yeah. And I think it would have got slightly buried in amongst those. So I think pushing it back a couple of weeks works nicely. And I I hope that people go and see it. And I hope that it does get some sort of awards love. this year certainly either way either Excellent. way either way lots of love I, i'm going to give it lots of love i'm going to you know i'm going to write it love letters nowhere near as good as sarah knows but i'm going to write it love letters and hope it responds <laughs> that's right I'll, I'll write them for you and then you can oh that would be me, good yes because, uh, but not and then yes yeah. that would be good because obviously you're a poet so that would be great yes and you can I, i'll yes i mean that's the i'll wax lyrical and then yes. you can woo them and say it yes was all i can you. say it was and me then, yes perfect perfect we'll have to film our own version <laughs> marvellous so Serrano and the cinemas uh, everywhere Serrano Ser- oh, sorry, Serrano come on I knew I'd do it come on I yeah knew I knew I'd you'd do it. do it but that's the thing everybody's used to saying Serrano Serrano de Bergerac this is <laughs> Serrano um, it's in cinemas only and it's worth seeing on the big screen because of the soundtrack beautiful uh, what else you got for us now for something completely yes different. new balls please Yes. <laughs> so um, we're talking about uh, out on DVD and Blu-ray now, King Richard, which is a look at how tennis superstars Venus and Serena Williams became who they are after the coaching from their father, Richard Williams. Oh, biopic. Well, do you know, it's interesting Ish. you say that because it is, but it's kind of, it's not a full biopic because it only takes a few of the teenage years of Venus and Serena and puts them on camera, which I think uh, now okay. having seen the film is a really good idea because what we get is kind of like a coming of age drama mixed with a sports drama, which I think gives a different storytelling angle than you would get with most 
sports biopics, really. Um, yeah, it's nice to zoom in on it. Yeah, moment absolutely. But also we've got to remember, this is not about the sisters, really. This is about the father. So initially we're introduced okay. to the Williams sisters as they play tennis on the local courts around Compton because that's where they're from. However, it's through Richard's forcefulness that Venus and Serena are given opportunities with some of the great child tennis coaches in the US. Now, Richard's a guy who clearly wants the best for his family, but you know there is a faint whiff that he is vicariously living through his daughters and because they're doing something he could never do. And Every so often, I did wonder if this is really about him and his dreams rather than his daughters. And I think that's a curious yeah. stance to have in the film. Yet yeah. it does work because it isn't a, a complete love-in for Richard. You know, there are moments in this movie where you question his morals. And I think the film is right to include this, even though the Williamses are producers on the film. So, you know... It could so easily have been, let's gloss over all of the, the you know, the, the darker elements of Richard's uh, life. Yeah, they could have fluffed it up. Exactly, yes. It could so easily have been, oh, let's let's not talk about any of that and let's show how great he was. Um, but they don't, which I think, you know, huge props to those to, to include Kudos some. to that, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the, however, there, there are a couple of occasions where I, I think the film needed to discuss a few things a bit more. You know, I was left wondering of where are they getting their money from? That was it. You know, it, it's never really mm. mentioned in the film. Like Richard and his wife both have jobs, but they are working class jobs. That's it. And yet Venus and Serena are being trained by some of these high class tennis pros, which don't come cheap. Um, yeah, yeah. You know. They, they kind of reference it in the trailer as well about see, the fact that they haven't got the money. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. They're like, we're, we're yeah. flat broke. We, we can't do this. And then all of a sudden they're training with, and you're like, yes, and, and talent will only get you so <laughs> far. <laughs> yeah, talent only gets you so far. You've got to start paying for this as well. Um, however, I think on the whole, the film does a great job of starting the legend of both sisters from a place where probably most of us had no idea about i certainly didn't i had no idea you know yeah i mean they're in the public eye aren't they but i i don't know their backstory that's um, the thing just, me neither seems like a real story yeah um i should say i think will smith is terrific in this as richard williams it's a very different performance from will smith this very reserved he's not you know will smith's got all the energy in the world even though he's in his 50s i think he is um it's just sick doesn't it oh. it does it does yeah <laughs> However, this is different. This is, as I said, reserved. Mm. It's a delicate performance. Um, considering this is a guy who's hell-bent on making his daughters the, the best there is, really. Um, speaking of daughters as well, I really must mention uh, Demi Singleton and Sanaya Sidney, who I thought were outstanding as Serena and Venus. Um, to be honest yeah. with you, I kind of thought they stole the film. You know, I, wow. don't get me wrong. I think Will Smith's great in this, and you know he's up for quite a few awards. And I, whether he'll win, I don't know. But I'm quite surprised that these two young girls have not been mentioned at all. I think they're brilliant, and I, I think we'll probably be seeing a lot more from them based on these two performances. I thought they were absolutely fantastic. I really did. Brilliant. And the, the film itself really insightful, really entertaining as well. You know, it'll get the emotions flowing as well. And I like the fact that it's not a standard biopic. It's it's giving us an education as well. So quite a lot of things going on in this, but overall really entertaining, really entertained with this. 
Fantastic. And do you, do you need to know much about tennis or the story of this Serena? Yeah, good news. And, and Venus. There's not that much tennis in this. Okay. Okay. Which sounds bizarre, but there isn't that much tennis. You don't need to know too much about the Williams sisters either because it fills it all out. And it does stop at a certain point. And I thought the point when it stopped, I was like, that's a good point to stop. Yes, I like the nice. fact what they did there. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. So so we liked it. Game, set, and match. King, King Richard. Richard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. And you got one more film for us, Mark. What we got? Well, it's out on DVD and Blu-ray now, and I thought, you know, we really should talk about We really should talk about uh, House of Gucci because, you know, <laughs> it is London Fashion Week this week, and also the film <laughs> has is going on into infamy really isn't it let's oh, be honest it's you know taken a life of its own, it, it has it really has i mean it's <laughs> it's one of those movies that i think is going to stand the test of time but not in a sort of bizarre way not in a guilty pleasure way or not in a so bad it's good way or anything else like that in a sort of it's so extravagant you're not going to believe this movie at all um and it's it's all based on a true story as well that's the thing so um it is about patrizia reggiani who marries into the gucci family but her ambition doesn't match her husband and ends up leading to well the betrayal revenge murder you know just i mean it always happens. Uh, all of just, those all of know, those that's just a classic family dispute really. yeah, it, but that's what it is that's the thing you know and especially but yeah when you're dealing with an empire as big as gucci that's why it's as big as it is so it is a rags to riches story for patrizia she you know we see her initially she's working for her dad at the local uh haulage company and then she falls in love um and they get married and it's a phenomenal turnaround for this character because she goes from nothing to everything in the blink of an eye. But the problem is she doesn't know when to stop, which obviously causes problems in the Gucci family. Uh, the, yeah. You know, the great thing about this film is that the central characters all have their own storylines and yet all intersect with the others as well. So it's kind of like a massive spider web, really. Wow. Yeah. Okay. There's so much going on. Um I mean, I read the book because this is based on a book, which obviously is then researched from the true story. I read the book and this film is two and a half hours, just over two and a half hours. And there is so much that they left out. And I was like, I could watch a four hour film of this, to be honest with you, and put other bits (laughs) back. That's because it is really mesmerizing, this film. Like, you can't take your eyes off it because you're so unsure of what's going to happen. You're so unsure of the characters as well. Um, And you're like, is this too far-fetched? Like, if somebody wrote this, you'd go, it's too far-fetched. But this is a true story. This actually happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. These are real people and these things all really happened. That's the thing. And so I'm, I've seen it a few times now and I'm still kind of really hugely invested in it. I mean, it was one of my films of the year last year. The, the downside the da- well, I don't know. I mean, some people would say it's a downside. Some people would say it's an upside, I guess. Um, the accents. Um, yeah. Okay. You can get a sample from the trailer, but it, uh, does it, is it, does it improve? Does it... Um... I don't know if... <laughs> evolve? I, I, I don't know if those are words you can use, improve or evolve. Um, you just have to kind of accept that everybody is doing their own Continue. sort of accent... That's, some yeah. of them are Italian, some of it like J- Jeremy Irons is in this, 
And he's not doing an Italian accent at all. He's just clearly gone, I'm not doing it. I'm just going to do my own accent. I, I do I do, do accents. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't. Yeah. And you've gone, <laughs> oh, right. You're, uh-huh. you're just doing your own accent. Right. Okay. And then Al Pacino turns up and, and sort of veers between American and Italian American. I mean, he is Italian American anyway. Oh, yeah. I can see that working. Yeah, yeah. it, it kind of does. Uh, Lady For Gaga is, is probably the best of the Italian accents. Uh, Adam Driver, I, I don't know. Salma Hayek. Um, <laughs> Salma Hayek's a confusing one, really, because obviously she's got such a thick Spanish accent. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she's trying to put Italian. Layered in a yeah, bit yeah. Italian, uh, um, speaking English. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then uh, Jared Leto. I don't know what accent that is. I, I am <laughs> just bamboozled <laughs> by it. As to what he was thinking. It's probably somewhere in Italy they're going, that's us. That's how we speak. Yep. Uh, maybe. That's, maybe. That's so the thing. And, small and, village. And, and Jared Leto has been vindicated by this. You know, I don't think that's yeah. the truth. I just think he thinks uh, I'm going to do some sort of method Italian accent. And instead, it comes away as sounding like a Mario I mean, it's so bizarre, so bizarre. And yet, and yet, it all adds into the mix of this film being addictive. It's operatic, like soap operatic, okay? If you love your soap operas and you haven't seen House of Gucci, remedy it because it is a soap opera. It's it's got everything, you know. I'd said this to you before. It's got love, it's got sex, it's got marriage, it's got death, uh, deception, blackmail, and fashion. Amazing, just like last weekend. (laughs) Exactly, it is. Honestly, it's one of the most enjoyable films of the past twelve months, but for kind of all the wrong reasons. But as I said, not in a bad, it's, it's so bad, it's good way. In a sort of, what is going off here? But I'm enjoying the ride, you know. Oh, amazing. I could just imagine, when you saw Lady Gaga going into films, yeah. and it seemed a bit like, oh, this is a, a career change. This is the kind of film she probably saw herself in. Yeah, but do you know what? You're right there. You probably thought to yourself, this is what she's doing, uh, and she'll be perfectly fine at it. In fact, she's fantastic in this. She really is. But then you remember back of her incredible performance in A Star Is Born, and you go, "That's yeah. night and day compared to yeah. what's in House of Gucci." <laughs> and yet, as I said, at the same time, they're both really good performances in their own worlds. They're really good performances. I don't get no, it. I All I know is I was hugely <laughs> entertained for two and a half hours. I could have happily sat through four hours or more of these people. Yeah, it's it's a film you will never forget. It's a film you will never forget. Her. <laughs> Just like the accents, they'll stay with you forever. It, it will. It really will. I still do the accents uh, to my other half. Every so often I do the joke. <laughs> or I go, her name, sweetie. I mean, what? 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 It's, but it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And maybe that's what we needed at the moment. You know, come away at something like this. Just going, I don't know what it is, but I had a heck of a time watching it. Al Pacino's greatest uh, accent to date from the expert, would you reckon? No. Um, if you, no? No, oh. if you go on YouTube and type in Al Pacino English accent, uh, you will get 
something that will shock everybody. <laughs> if you thought Dick Van Dyke's <laughs> accent in Mary, in Mary Poppins, call blimey, was bad, wait until you see Al Pacino's English accent. And there's a reason why he doesn't do any other accents nowadays. Oh, I'm looking that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, it's from a film that nobody's seen because it never got released over here. Um, but yes, uh, it's 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 bad. It's a bad. <laughs> it's a bad. It's a House of Gucci out uh, on the DVD. A DVD, Blu-ray, street, uh, digital download as well, you know. All of the places where you get your usual Gucci stuff. Excellent. And comes with free... It, it doesn't. No, not. it doesn't. No, no not, definitely at not free. All. Nothing's ever free. No, ab- not uh, from no. there. No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> Excellent. Mark, uh, what have you got for us next week? So next week, we're going to be talking about The Batman. <gasps> the Batman. The Batman. There is a new Batman oh, yes. film coming out starring Robert Patterson. That's right. He's playing Batman. Uh, so we're going to be talking about Ooh. that. We're also going to be talking about a British film called Ali and Ava, um, which was shot in the Northeast. And then... If you listen to the podcast, we will do the new Whacking Phoenix movie called Come On, Come On. Um, it's all that Whacking Phoenix uh, having to look after his nephew and taking him around New York City. Nice. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. I like that title. I, I'll come on and see you next week. Yes, I'll come on next week. <laughs> It'll be good to well, welcome you. No, it's not working now. It's gone. That don't work, does it now? It's gone. Film reviews and movie news with Stuart Pink and Mark Searby. Thanks for listening to Film Reviews and Movie News. We've been doing this little podcast for years now. Mark has watched and expertly reviewed hundreds of films and I've made hundreds of terrible jokes. They're all available to listen to again if you subscribe to the Film Reviews and Movie News podcast. It's freely available wherever you get your podcasts from, or you can find all the latest episodes and everything else I do online at stuartpink.com. <laughs>